Hello, hello. Beth Martin's here coming to you live. I don't have a guest yet, but uh, I come on because I like to come on on time, if at all possible. I don't know where my guest is, darn it. But we're going to uh, go with this anyway, and I'm going to talk about the subject even if I don't have a guest. No problem. Never bothers me at all. I've got Rockfin going now, and I got an ocean in my lap. <laughs> and let's see if I can send you a link for Rockfin too, if anybody here would like to jump on. Hello, Evan McIntosh. Nice to see you. Bonjour. Aha. I do have a guest. That's awesome. Hello, Scott. I'm glad you're here. Just getting set up. And uh, here's the Rockfin link, and I'm going to bring you on. There he is. Awesome. Hello, Scott. <laughs> Hi, Beth. Hi, nice to see you. I'm so glad you're here. So good to be here. It's uh, surreal, actually. <laughs> there you go. And we got Pirate Pete in the house. Excellent. So um, I've got your, uh, your name up here. And I also wanted to put your website. So um, can you, I can almost see it in the, in the background there. Yes, it's thetopt.com, T-H-E-T-O-P-T.com. T.com. Okay, perfect. So we'll share that. Oh. Thank you. Let me see. I just have to delete a few things. Got a little backlog here. Things just keep moving forward. So, yeah, we're just waiting for a few people to come on. Got a little handful on rockfin so if anybody would like to jump on to rockfin i did post the the link there and uh hello again to pirate pete coleman is here uh vase tv is that how you say your name god dag <laughs> very good glad to have you here and scott welcome it's so so awesome to to see you here and uh do you want to take a um, a minute or two just to introduce yourself and we lost him Darn, I wonder what that happened. Hello, Kelly F.E., nice to see you. Michelle Mullen is here. I imagine Scott is having some kind of uh, uh, technical difficulty there. And we'll just come back. We're going to talk about spiritual service today. Scott is a, uh, a very beautiful soul, and he's back again. <laughs> That's excellent. <laughs> there you go. Sorry, I don't know what happened. All of a sudden, I was gone, so I'm back. Okay, there you go. Yeah, lots of strange things in the in the ethers these days, uh, dealing with electronic demons, fair <laughs> amount, if that's what it is. So, uh, so I guess yeah, so, it off right, right. Uh, you were saying, would you like to? And I don't know what happened after that. I was just going to say, would you like to uh, take a few minutes to introduce yourself and talk about who you are, and then we can get going. Melanie Johansson is here saying hi. Hey, Melanie. <laughs> nice to meet you. <laughs> Yeah, so Scott and I, I'll, I'll just say, had a chance to work together in my Journey Code coaching certification program. He's a, uh, a extremely thoughtful soul. He was 23 years a minister, right, in yes. in the church. So amazing. And uh, and then it took matters into his own hands, if I'm not paraphrasing how you you would describe that. And, uh, it, you know, it, it, wasn't it, in fact, Jesus himself that said we uh, should take his work even further than he did? Yes, yes, so uh, that we do even greater things. Of course, that word greater can mean also uh, quantity, greater quantity, because, you know, you think about it, what greater things are we going to do than Jesus? I mean, he, you know, according to uh, 
his story. He, you know, raised the dead. He, you know, healed the sick, the blind. I mean, so what, what greater thing? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it also means uh, greater in number. And so my persuasion uh, from that passage is that when, when we all take on the attributes of Jesus, uh, then we will do greater things. We will do even more than what he did as a single person. So that's a little take on that. Mm, that's so beautiful. I've always been extremely moved by your take on things. Again, it was a serious pleasure to have you in my Journey Code coaching certification. And uh, you always could bring things to a new level of some kind mm -hmm. to add deeper wisdom. I know there was uh, at one point, I think you were in fact in a, on a chat in, in one of my videos, and I was talking about prayer, like, you know, oh, don't pray for faith, because then all I get is tests of my faith. Don't pray for strength, because you just get tests of strength that uh, you need that you need that for. And, and your answer at that time was pray that God is welcome to intervene at any moment. And boy, did I get a lot of mileage out of that one. So thank you. That's good. Yes. Yeah. You know, and they say, you know, don't pray for patience or you'll get more trials. So you can be patient. So. You know, I don't know if, you know, sometimes I think about some of those things, you know, we, we reason these things. I'm always like, well, God's an infinite intelligence. Surely he could figure out what I want. You know, <laughs> <laughs> he could figure out what I'm saying, you know, they, and there's other passages that says that he knows, uh, he knows before we ask, um, you know, and then there's also uh, that God knows how to give good gifts. Uh, if you ask for a fish, he's not going to give you a snake. If you ask for uh, bread, he's not going to give you a stone. So, you know, th those are some of those things um, that I think are more pertaining to how we work. And that's really where my emphasis of work have been is like, you know, I've been totally in the alchemist <laughs> creating something, you know, and so the alchemy of my own soul and so much of this research and, and, and my journey. Um, but yeah, uh, prayer. So, you know, maybe rephrase it to, uh, you know, God help me exercise the patience that you have given me. <laughs> mm, also a nice twist. Yeah, exactly. Help, help me use that, which I already have. Yes. Right. Because otherwise it's coming from a place where you, you don't believe you have it. Exactly. Right. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, so yeah, a lot of things. I, I you know, the reason, the, one of the primary, the primary reason, I just put it that way. The primary reason I wanted to come on, Beth, is I like to share a little bit of my story so that I can say to you how the Journey Code training was uh, was a missing piece for me, mm -hmm. uh, something I desperately needed, and on top of that, um, was just so life changing. I, I mean after everything I've been through, but I come to this and you did that something, in, you know, introduced to me something that uh, is completely life-changing. Um, and so that's, that's really, uh, you know, comes out of great gratitude and great admiration for your work and your continued work. Uh, I'm not too much into the law. Uh, matter of fact, what I've learned about the law has been listening to you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> and, and it's cool with your, with your new program because, um, you know, there, I do have a few comments along those lines. But, you know, I think just the contrast of God's law 
and the systematic man's law that we have. Just just showing that contrast is huge because um, a lot of people just don't know. And, you know, I know you've gone way deeper, uh, but a lot of people haven't. And so I think that you do a great service by just giving that be- that beginning place, just just being able to contrast that and, and give people a, a, a launching place. And so, you know, that's kind of somewhat what I'm doing with where I am and in my my journey as well. So uh, I'm excited that uh, for you. I'm not sure I'll dive into the law as much as you, uh, but uh, I can always tune in and hear what you're discovering. And, and that's always fun and informative and helpful in life too. So that's so good. And do you want to uh, tell us your story? So how things have evolved for you over more than 20 years, obviously? <laughs> yeah, 33 years. 33? Like. Oh, wow. Yeah, but uh, yeah, you know, it's it's the classic journey's hero, uh, hero's journey. I'm, uh, I get that backwards. Uh, uh, hero's journey. Um, you know, I was a, a young man who on the surface looked like everything was, was going great. And um, just uh, was carrying a lot of trauma and uh, that came from, you know, from my upbringing and, you know, I, I, you know I've completely reconciled with, with my parents, and, but it, it was a very, a very trying time. Um, a lot of abuse, a lot of alcohol and abuse and just a lot of stuff like that, but uh, it's been healed and it's been uh, forgiven. So, you know, we, we move forward, but you carry that trauma, you know, Beth, you, you carry it and then it, it, it rears its head at some point. And, and for me, it, I came to this point where, where everything looked great, but down deep, um, something was, was not right. Uh, something was stirring. And so I just began this, this, this quest after a, a night on the town was just pretty much like, is this all there is, you know, and, and just had this sense of profound loneliness in my soul. And so, uh, you know, I, I was raised, I was reared a a Catholic, you know, and um, we had this great big Catholic Bible. We sat on a, on a pedestal. We didn't really read it, (laughs) but, you know, we honored it, you know, and and we had, you know, my mom would, uh, you know, put, flowers on it and you know we decorate stuff like that but I actually pulled it off the pedestal and began reading that night and and that started um, really an obsession uh, a quest for um, just knowing what what was in it and I just began reading and reading every chance I got I had a bible in my truck in my back pocket and out in the barn I had you know <laughs> everywhere I went because any spare moment I had I was reading the Bible and, and so um, I was I was just search this intense search for truth um, I, I something was was really stirring my soul and, and I didn't know what it was and that's the only place I knew to, to, to look and there was a passage that came I came across in, in Matthew 16 that uh, it said that Jesus said he would build his church. I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And I was like, oh, wow, that sounds cool. I, I want to be part of that church. I want to be part of the church that Jesus built. And so, you know, I, I went on this quest, a, a continued quest of of 
everything, everyone I could find, every church I could find, I went and, and, and studied with them. And I mean, I participated. I, you know, I didn't just, you know, mill around. I mean, I, I participated, you know, and really got into it. And, and so I went back to the Catholics. There wasn't a lot there. And so I moved on and and went to more the literalists, the, 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 those who approach the Bible from a very literal standpoint, the, the churches of Christ, the, the, the fundamentals, you know, and all the Baptists, you know, uh, First Baptist, Second Baptist, Faith Baptist, Grace Baptist, Calvary Baptist, Southern Baptist. I mean, <laughs> you know, it just goes on and on, you know, and so I just went through all that were available to me. Uh, I went to the Bible churches, the word only churches. And just kept working my way through. Uh, eventually, got to the to the more Pentecostal, charismatic, four square type churches. Uh, you know, they had a little less emphasis on Bible and a little more on spirit and the gifts and and you know all of that sort of thing. Um, you know, speaking in tongues, casting out demons. You know, I, I did it all. I I participated. <laughs> you know, rolled on the aisle, you know, rolled down the aisle, the whole thing, you know, holy roller, however you want to call it. I I participated. Um I you know, and you get into even further the, the glory stream and that everything was based on the presence of the of the Holy Spirit and, and went through those. And then uh, even to the extreme of what they call the drunken glory, where you you know you 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 know you drink, you drink the, the spirit, you know, and uh, you get drunk and I've experienced that in some deep laughter. And, you know, the thing is, is, you know, I, I just was in a posture of, of learning. I, I mean, I was just a sponge and I just, you know, I felt like I could learn from anyone and anywhere I went, I could just, you know, learn something, you know, and, and like even that, the, the glory stream, I, I learned a lot there. I learned, uh, to find a deep joy within me, you know, that I couldn't, uh, otherwise access. I, I still access it. I have a lot of joy bubble up in me a lot of times. So it, it's, it's there, it's present. Um, but, you know, I, I went through all of that and, and, you know, this was the thing that they all said they were the church that Jesus built. <laughs> it, it, it didn't help, you know, so I, I went through that, that big search and they, you know, that, never did find the the church that Jesus built. All of them claimed it, of course, uh, you know, especially uh, the Church of Christ, where I spent uh, quite a bit of time with the Church of Christ because uh, they were very Bible oriented and I was really into the Bible. So that made a lot of sense to me. And uh, they were very literal. And, um, you know, that wasn't something else that that kind of helped me gr uh, be grounded in, in what I was doing. Um, but I, you know, I just felt like I, that wasn't enough. And so that's when I branched off and did the higher education. And, you know, I did 10 years of higher education, uh, BA in Bible, MS in, you know, biblical interpretation, um, you know, did the seminary, two-year preaching school or seminary, however you describe that. Um, and, you know, I went through all of that because I, I just wanted more. I more knowledge, more of understanding. I felt like if I could know more about the Bible, I could know more about God. And so uh, just continued down that path, ended up uh, preaching um, after that for 11 years. Um, and, and that's where, you know, with all of this knowledge uh, of the Bible, 
that there a splinter in my mind began to form because there were just um there were just too many things that that didn't make sense and and i'm a type of guy who was looking for answers so you know it needed to make sense <laughs> at least to some degree and and there were just there just some things i had to like basically ignore and that's what i see what a lot of people do they just you know if it doesn't really work for them they just ignore it and and that wasn't good enough for me because i you know i thought that was the word of god i mean come on we got to follow this thing or not <laughs> you know so you know i needed to know and that's that's just the track i was on for a long time and there was just so many uh things that didn't add up for me but i love the people you know I, you know i i love people i'm i'm a i'm a fan of man you know i i uh i want man uh to have all that he was intended to have and so that's that's what I continue to strive for. But then in the church as a preacher, I, I compare myself to uh, the little the little puppy on on um, Wizard of Oz. And I know a lot of people probably use this this metaphor, this allegory many times. But, you know, I, I was the one that got to peek behind the curtain. You see, and and being in, you know, preacher, pastor, you know, in that position uh when i peeked behind the curtain i didn't see the all-powerful oz with the booming voice and the fire and smoke you know i didn't see the all-powerful jehovah you know i saw a bunch of men you know pulling strings and pushing buttons and pulling levers you know and and so that was it didn't sit well and I really started to recognize the institutionalism of the of the church that the church really just became a man-made entity I you know I thought it was supposed to be this living organism animated by the spirit of God and yet uh what I saw was you know just um rote tradition and uh, ritual of emptiness and just you know a lot of those sort of things and so that was oh you know i tried to work from within you know i thought you know let's change it then let's you know let's let's do something more significant let's find some new intimacy let's let's make this what it's supposed to be and and let's go back to the new testament and look at it and, and what did that look like well it sure didn't look like sunday morning <laughs> you know <laughs> and so you know again these splinters in my mind that just kept just couldn't be resolved and so i ended up stepping out of the pulpit uh loved the people left with love but just told them i i, I couldn't keep doing this and they couldn't understand where i was i mean again everything on the surface looked good the place was growing we had more people i mean you know all this stuff but i just i couldn't keep doing it mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, and so I, I branched out of there and, and started doing like home groups and doing home church uh, and, and trying to get something a little more authentic, a little a little more intimate. And, you know, it, it's can I jump in? Can I quickly yes. jump in just because I was having this thought and uh, I mean, I'm just I'm just learning. So we're almost on coming to 
probably the same place from different ends of the spectrum in a way. I have to assume, and so like the church itself is a dead fiction. You know, if I if I go right into because I'm obsessed with the law <laughs> thing that we're doing right now. Yeah, I don't cut any corners, Beth. It jumped right in. <laughs> exactly, but the people are real, right? Yes. The men and women, living flesh and blood, create uh, creations of our Creator, and and uh, I recently heard I don't know exactly where to find it, but that the church is the congregation. It's not. It's not the institution. It's not all of that stuff that I think everybody, you especially, is very well aware of. You know the evils that the institution of the church under this fictitious identity that doesn't exist. It's really a dead thing. Uh, has has done and 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 ways it's perpetrated. So, I just wanted to throw it that in that uh, you know congregation and 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 the spirit of that is truly, uh, you know, is that is that what you found in those intimate settings? Uh, yes. I mean, what happens is, is that people want to keep going back to what they know. And so they would bring their church experience into the home setting and wanted it to kind of, but we were like, no, we're trying to do something new, <laughs> you know? And, and so, um, it, it's just difficult and, and, you know, it, it's difficult to, uh, rally around the Bible. I mean, I, that sounds crazy, but it, it really is. Um, you know, just look at the, the Christianity and the shape it's in now. I mean, there's thousands, you know, I went through a few, but there's thousands of denominations. What What's that say? Uh, which part? The, you know, that there's thousands of, of Oh, of what does that say? I yeah, get you now. It's, the, the, it's division. It's, it's division. Yes. I know. I know. And, 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 yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Ben. Oh, I just, I hope at some point we talk about revelations too in the seven churches and how that might be related or not. Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, you could just jump straight into the whore. <laughs> uh, yeah. The whore of Babylon. I mean, that's really, that's the church prostituting itself with the world and pretty much everywhere I look, that's what I see. You know, and so you have to get down to the individual. And, and of course, part of the splinter in my mind and, and really in my soul was that the message of Christianity just. Um, the, sorry about that. I thought I had it on mute. No worries. Um, it, it didn't sit with me. I, I mean, I already had a really low self-esteem. I was already really beaten down. And, and then, um, you know, when you really look at, I mean, honestly look at the Christian message, uh, it's a bit twisted. Uh, I mean, you start out in a hole, you know, God, you know, God's mad. He's angry. He's something, you know, he's mad I was born or something. I, he, you know, so he's offended. So somehow or another, he has to be, you know, that has to be appeased. And, and, you know, his idea is, is you know, human sacrifice. You, you, you know, it's going to cost you blood. It's, it's your life. But I've got some good news because, you know, I'm going to murder my son instead. And, and then he can be that human sacrifice that I require for you to be right with me again. Mm -hmm. And, you know, so yeah. I just, you know, I already hated myself. I already hated my life. Uh, because of all the trauma I was carrying. 
And, and when you think about, well, they said, oh, well, God so loved the world, you know, that he gave his son. And I, you know, I know what love is. And I know what love is for my children taught me love and the depths of love that I just feel like I'm falling into an ocean and I can't reach the top. Uh, you know, I have a son and it just, I, that, that's a twist on love. <laughs> mm -hmm. And I know you mm -hmm. can kind of turn it around and make it sound good, but when you just are real honest and lay out just the facts, it, it's, it's not. And so if you think about it, you know, I just, oh, you know, I cherish the cross. I look at it, but it's just a reminder that, you know what, you were so bad. You are so broken. You are so offensive to God that um, this is what had to happen. Mm -hmm. this, this had to happen. And they get gory about the details of how terrible crucifixion was to say, mm -hmm. man, he really did it for you. He, you know, he, you were really bad, but man, you know, all that suffering, you got pulled up out of it. And, and that was just it just didn't sit well. You know what I'm saying? For sure. If I could jump in here and just uh, say my perception, because it, you know, I, I've studied uh, the Bible and I have Christian roots and, uh, you know, memorized many verses as a child, went off on many other directions, exploring a whole variety of different things, including for a short time being groomed for a satanic cult. Uh, I didn't, I didn't even know that it took me most of my life even to realize that's what was happening at the time. But, um, you know, when I read the Bible now, like a little baby, you know, feeling very new, very new to it, even though this is in my, my blood and my bones, and there's something, something very <clears throat> right that I'm connecting to, but also seeing what you're seeing. Mm -hmm. I can't not see it. Yeah. And and some people are like, oh, well, you need to um, have the Holy Spirit to really understand all that stuff. And I'm like, it's what you said before. You need to be drunk on the Holy Spirit so that that stuff doesn't really uh, <laughs> appear to be what it is. And, and and it's to me, you know, a lot of the New Testament or pardon me, Old Testament is evidence of, of uh, satanic ritual abuse, human sacrifice. God, uh, the God that requires a payment of blood. Now, what is that talking about? Commerce. Yes. This is yeah. the commerce system. Uh, somebody asked about the King James, Stan asked about the King James version of the Bible that has the, the, the contract in commerce. And it's like, well, I'll give you this if you give me that. And I don't personally find that in God. I don't find commerce in God. That's man-made. Yeah. Yes. Right. And, yeah. And I see Jesus' life as he came to break man-made law, hmm. to bust it up and say, you know what? Love your creator, love your neighbor, and you're pretty much done. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That's, I mean, the, that's, he sums it up in those two things, you know, I mean, just do no harm, injury, or loss to your brother, you know, I mean, uh, love means Simply love means just wanting the very best for someone else. Whatever that is, the very best for someone else. That's how you love. Um, you know, and so, you know, th that was some of those conflicts that, that came um, that that just caused me to wonder uh, about all of this. And um, so what I did was just put all of it on pause. And, and that's that's really 
that's my advice to someone who maybe is doing a spiritual transition or moving from one place or another, moving through Christianity possibly. And, and let me say this too. I want to be very clear about this. I love the people. So this is not an indictment on, on any person. Um, you know, it, it's about the system that I think is, has been in place. And, and, and so anyway, I put that on pause so that I could objectively do some other research. And, and I just wanted to, you know, I started looking at the Bible very closely and I went back in history, uh, you know, to the first century when all of this supposedly happened uh, and said, what kind of evidence is there and what, what does this look like? And, you know, there's, if you, if you say, okay, I'm going to put the Bible on pause, there's not a lot, <laughs> you know, and then when you, you begin to understand a little bit about like, because people have this idea that, that the book that we have right now, you know, God wrote it up in heaven and then like he floated it down to us and boom, now we have God's word. But that's not what happens. We even know the history of how the Bible was put together. We know about the system of the canon that, you know, certain books made it in and certain books didn't. And how basically, you know, they just smashed a couple books together and actually more than a couple. And, and so I really view the Bible as, um, you know, wisdom teaching, wisdom teaching, uh, possibly inspired by God in some areas. But I don't see the whole of it as the word of God um, per se. Now, this is, you know, I know this is going to it's going <laughs> it's crossing a lot of what people think, but the Bible has been established as God's word on earth. And that has become an authoritative thing for so many people. The, but the thing is, is that the Bible was promoted at the expense of other writings and really the suppression and dis destruction of other teaching. So anyway, it has a long history. If you look at it from from my standpoint, when I looked at it in the at the first century, what was going on? Okay, well, we had Roman occupation, and they were occupying the Jews. Okay, what were the Jews constantly doing? They were revolting, constantly revolting, coming against the government. They had scriptures that told them that a Messiah was coming that was going to overthrow their oppressors, was going to overthrow the Romans, and they would come and, and and they would be the victorious ones you know and so you have uh rome who did the physical thing and beat them down as much as they could eventually destroyed them in their temple in ad 70. however um in the if you if you kind of look at the new testament and i ask people this sometimes i was like is that a pro-roman book or is that a pro-jewish book books and and if you look at it very closely, um, it's more pro-Roman, you know, and, and if you think about the possibility of it being used as propaganda, possibly, to say, hey, look, I know you, you're counting on this Messiah, but he's not a, a warring king. He, he's not a conquering king. He's more like Gandhi. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he's a pacifist, you know, he's more gentle, you know, so be good little slaves, 
and, and pay your taxes to Caesar. And, you know, if the Roman official asks you to go one mile, go two with him. You know, and, and if the Roman official slaps you across the face, you know, turn him the other cheek. You know, and so everything's about this this pacifism to to be complicit to, uh, you know, and so anyway, it's very possible that that um, Mr. Atwell did uh, Caesar's Messiah. You can look that up. It's it, I think, has some merit. I don't believe in every all of it, but it gave me an alternative to say, you know what? There are other explanations for this. And so I moved basically to a place where um, I, I find God within, you know, and the Bible is a place that I can look for breadcrumbs and truth and wisdom, tons of wisdom. I mean, the, the Proverbs, I read a proverb every morning. It's just full of wisdom, you know, um, so many good things. But I feel like these are sacred writings that have been hijacked to to basically promote a system. And that system is continuing to be used even now. And, mm -hmm. and so that's that's where I got to. Um, mm -hmm. and, and basically, when I look back now, um, I realized that I was looking for transformation. That's what I was really looking for. When I did that whole search, I was looking for transformation and I did the whole self-help thing. I got certified as a, as a hypnotherapist. It taught me a lot about how the mind works, you know? So this is the thing. Let us get to the point of where I, when I came here is, is that I had all that biblical training. I had all that biblical experience and, you know, and in the prayer movement, I just say real quickly, I mean, we prayed, there's a, the, the prayer movement was uh, with IHOP. It's the International House of Prayer. And they pray 24 hours, uh, seven days a week. It's mm -hmm. ongoing prayer. And so we plugged in uh, in our congregation um, in the little town we lived in. And we were praying from midnight on Friday night till 6 a.m. Saturday morning. And we did that. Didn't miss a Friday night in two years. I mean, mm -hmm. just did it constantly. So pretty a lot of so I've spent a lot of time in contemplation and prayer. That that's my point. Uh, fasting from sleep, uh, pressing into the things of God. I so, <laughs> so so we did. Uh, you know, so coming out of all of that, and yet my trauma had still not been dealt with. Yeah, you know, my yeah. soul was still not restored. And then I meet Beth Martins. <laughs> <laughs> and she teaches me the emotional release technique. And it changed my life. It changed my life. It gave me a tool that I was a actually able to use to deal with these deep emotions, you know? So Christianity great. didn't do that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Hypnosis didn't do that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, hypnosis, there, there's a lot of power. There's a lot of good things. There. There's a lot of things we need to be aware of. <laughs> However, it, it didn't, it didn't do that for me. 
and, and so that was the thing. I had received revelation I've shared with you before about pride, fear, and doubt. How the enemy comes. Jesus said that we have an enemy of, of, that will come to kill, steal, and destroy. And I believe those enemies are pride, fear, and doubt. Pride divides. Yep, it does. Pride destroys. Okay. Uh, it, that's the destroyer. You know, doubt. Doubt steals. Because if you can get someone to doubt, you've stolen something from them. You know, and fear, of course, is a killer. Fear takes you to death every time. That's really what it's about. It's about death. Um, and so, you know, pride, fear, and doubt. However, I didn't know what to do with all of it. <laughs> I had all this revelation. I mean, the nature of pride, you know, uh, the, the nature of, of doubt, how doubt is really just the shadow of the infinite possibilities that we have, which is a great gift, mm. you know. But see, what about doubt? Doubt's the shadow of that. Why? Because you have too many options. And when you have too many options, then you, you're afraid to choose because you think it may be the wrong one or there may be a better one. And then doubt creeps in. So that's why I do a lot of work with decision. Decision is so powerful. When you decide something, uh, you eliminate doubt. So anyway, I had all of that. And yet I still didn't have the tools to deal with the emotions. Mm -hmm. And emotions, that's the juice. That's the power. That's what motive, that's what moves things. Emotion. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. so thank you, Beth. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you. Uh, it, it allowed me to uh, to traverse the bowels of hell, which is my own shadow. And, and pull things out of there and actually allow them to heal. I've actually uh, developed out of my alchemy and all of this, another tool that's very related to that. Um, and, and of course I saw how, how that worked, what your work dovetailed into the pride, fear and doubt because um, pride, you know, is, is a shadow of our deep desire for love and acceptance, love and approval, you know. Uh, same with uh, when you look at doubt. So what does doubt uh, come from? It comes from this want for control. See, if I could just make the right decision, <laughs> get control of this thing, you know. And then, you know, and then with fear, you know, Fear uh, is, causes a want for safety. But, and we talk about these wants and letting go of these wants. But when I thought about it, Beth, you know, sometimes it has to be even more. When I thought about some of the releasing I did for the love and approval that I, that I desperately wanted. I desperately, I didn't just want it. I was desperate for it. Mm-hmm. You see, mm -hmm. and that 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 was like just a want for for uh, for protection. No, you're desperate to be safe. And when we understand the intensity of those things, and then we're able through your work that you've taught, and and now we've uh, been I've been able to employ is is to be able to diffuse that, to release that, and to actually let it go, 
And when you do, for real, magic happens. I mean, it just. I know. <laughs> I know. It's amazing. Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. No, the, the tools are all there. And, and I so appreciate you sharing this because I could talk all day long about it. But uh, having somebody else say it is is a beautiful thing from a, a direct experience. And, uh, you know, I've been I've been taking a task that if we just back up slightly and there's a couple of really good questions here, I'd love to ask you as well and then go forward from there. But, um, you know, I've been I've been taken to task recently in the last couple of days. It's kind of interesting how it worked out. So my Telegram channel, sorry, I got sirens. My Telegram channel suddenly had 666 uh, followers. And uh, so I took a screenshot and, and I joked, I might be a Satanist. And, uh, <laughs> you know, just like, I'm just, I'm just playing with it. I'm, I could be like, oh my God, I need one more subscriber quick and go and ask a friend or something. And, uh, that happened anyway. But, uh, and then I actually, uh, early on in the, in the, my truth journey, I picked up a poster from a great artist, uh, Dylan Monroe, I think is his name. And he mapped out the whole death cult, the cult of ball in great detail. Like, wow. you know, quite a piece of work, actually. So I bought that poster and um, it's very, very dark. You can see like every every level of darkness is there and you can see how things evolve. Extremely interesting and quite a conversation piece, coffee table conversation piece. Uh, I was, I, but, but as I move forward in, uh, you know, just kind of going, okay, yeah, I could stay fascinated with that stuff, but I know where my attention is. And it's not really that, you know, if I get consumed by that and, and, and really into it, then what's happening to me in the process. So I took it down and I was going to take it out. I couldn't throw it away though. It's, it's a, it's a beautiful piece of, of, of artwork. Sure. It's a huge accomplishment on the, on the, so, and then somebody came who would have much more knowledge than me. I showed it to him and I was going to give it to him, but instead we ended up putting it back on my table under glass to talk about it. And he left without it. So there it was, and it had been there ever since. And so last night I was busy doing the, until 4 a.m. doing uh, paperwork, pushing pa pushing Caesar's paper around <clears throat> and uh, for very good reason. And at the end, I took a picture of all of the envelopes I'm about to send, not to just be cryptic and uh, mysterious on you guys. I'll do it anyway. And and then I could see poking through from that poster was, uh, was uh, the words in a circle, the king of Babylon. And uh, and then one other piece I'd have to open my my phone that was just so apropos for for this beast that I'm I'm addressing, and mm. and so it really came through. And uh, so I took the picture and I took some close ups and and sent them to some the the small circle that we're working with right now. And next thing you know, I got accused like, oh my God, Beth, like you must be a Satanist. You must, what are your intentions? And who, who in their right, like totally accused. And then in a, in a conversation previously, they were the same person was saying that Satan is the accuser. That's what's yeah. how Satan goes and puts their uh, victims on the defense where you can't really barely do anything uh, except defend yourself, which is very weak. And, and, uh, you know, it just feels you want to, you want to throw up from that. It's not, it's not a path. And I was just like, wow, this is, this is fascinating now to, to, to be uh, witch hunted in <laughs> at, at a time where I'm actually more, um, open to Jesus and the Bible and, and everything that I ever have been, but not with eyes closed, 
It's uh, everything that you're saying, Scott, I've also seen for myself. I'm not just going to go and accept what makes no sense, what has been so incredibly, uh, you know, literally the Catholic Church did a bait and switch. They took the, the knowledge, rewrote it, changed every single verse in the entire thing, spelled it differently. So we're spelled when you read it inserted the contract of commerce in it so if all the slaves would follow and pay their taxes and and feel like you need to give blood for for redemption uh and uh you know so like it was just such a strange place to be in. and what does it bring up in me pride a boatload of pride wow right this right but but i'm not I'm not, I know I, I've got enough experience now that if I go to war with that person, and this is what I've seen in my community, the Bible has created war, not, not to say it's to blame, but they're going to war. So, you know, people have been leaving and uh, you know, big conflicts and in public and shaming and all of this kind of stuff, the total division. It's like, guys, this is, you're doing the work of Satan here. He doesn't yeah. have to do anything. <laughs> In the process, Absolutely. right? And really quickly, I know you have a lot to say, but really quick, quick, quickly, last night, I had a little ceremony with myself. I took the plexiglass off my table. I went to remove the poster. Well, guess what? Stuck as anything. <laughs> so they were totally stuck. I literally had to take a knife and and, and carve it off of the table. It, it and, and then this crazy odor came up underneath it. I don't know if like the wood of the, it was it was very bad smelling. And I'm, I've got this thing in my hand. I'm going like, oh my God. God, I actually need to get this out of my house. And I go running down the stairs. I was just going to leave it at the bottom of the stairs. And I thought, no, I actually can't have this in my house. It was a huge storm last night, like knock them down, just high, high speed winds and snow blowing. And I opened the door and I have this thing in my hand and I just started to pray. And I said, could, could this please be symbolic of, you know, any, any uh, evil presence within me, around me, could this be a symbolic gesture? And I thought, okay, well, I'm going to send this out. And now somebody's going to get it. It's like, no, no, the elements are going to dissolve mm -hmm. this, uh, this, this work of art that yes, it's beautiful, but it's, 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 uh, it's done now. So anyway, I just had to share what I was no, going through. That's amazing. Thank you. Yeah. And it's amazing how those serendipities uh, come about, um, you know, and that's definitely, you know, the word Satan is the accuser. And that's why, like, even within myself, when I start accusing myself, I'm like, okay, I, I know where this is coming from, you know, and so that's very good. I, you know, I've put the whole demon entity type thing on pause right now. It's just pause for me. It may be there, may not. I, I don't know. You know, I'm mm -hmm. just right now it's pause, but I'm, you know, it's really about finding these things uh, within. Um, and being able to deal with them uh, before, you know, from a Christian standpoint, you're you're just saying that's bad, that's evil. You suppress it, you push it down, smear some light on it, something, you know. But you never really deal with it because mm -hmm. it's considered sin, and sin was supposed to be taken care of, you know, with the cross and and all of that with Jesus. But the thing is, is that now that I understand the shadow work. It's not sin. I mean, sin and evil can come out of the the shadow, but that's because you've ignored it. It's because you've suppressed it. You've pushed it down, and it's trying to get your attention. 
And that's what, you know, it's going to manifest some way or another. I mean, you've shared that many times in your story. It manifested physically for you. Uh, it manifested emotionally for me. I mean, I was, you know, suicidal, you know, hated my life, hated myself. And I've got a beautiful family. I mean, I have love all around me, but I was miserable inside for so many years until I was able to, to, to you know, there's that passage that says that, Jesus went into the uh, he led cap he went to the went to hell basically and set the captives free. I believe that's what shadow work is. Mm-hmm. That that's that's traversing the bowels of hell and facing those things that you do not want to look at and and giving them hearing. And that's that's one of the new tools that I developed out of all of this is giving hearings to the subconscious, giving hearing to the subconscious. And so what happens Ooh. is I, I feel <laughs> so giving hearing, that's like hearing the grievances of, and I'm, I'm going to get in the place of the benevolent king. I'm going to keep my posture as the, the benevolent king as I hear the grievances that come out of the shadow. And as they come out of the shadow, I show them love and honor and welcome like you taught me to welcome this i welcome you i'm i'm ready to hear your grievances and i will hear them with graciousness and with appreciation so please bring me your grievance and then i just listen and i write it down i write all the grievances down and it always points to something that that i haven't seen or i haven't dealt with or you know and then I'm able to thank them for their message, to thank them for bringing this. And it's not them. It's it's a part of me. It's, it's a, you know, it's a part of me that needed attention. And then I can lovingly let it go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Boom. Something, and I give and I give them and I give them names, you know because it helps to let it go. So uh, like for instance, um, he who distracts, what's this distraction? What's going on? He who distracts, come forth out of the shadows. I'm ready to hear your grievances. And then you, you'll be surprised. <laughs> you'll be surprised at what, what is said. And then, and then you can let it go. Mm-hmm. And so it's, it's just another little, a tool that I've developed out of the alchemy of my own soul. And it's something I'm, I, I use in coaching and, and also I'm working on a program. And so um, I want to go ahead and put that in the program as well. Mm-hmm. So. Fantastic. Oh, that's so good. Yeah, I knew it was going to be very inspiring to talk to you, Scott. There's uh, just so much and so deep. I It's funny because we have to book an interview even to have a good conversation these days, <laughs> which is fine because everyone can can get the benefit of it. And uh, so, yeah, let's let's go back because these questions are too good. Yeah. Um, oh, and uh, thanks, Chris. For, uh, he's, he's currently in the program, so he's feeling very inspired. And uh, Evan said he didn't want to part hairs, but what's your opinion on the King James Bible? safer than most he's asking yeah not necessarily i mean it's a it's a decent translation you're gonna get the meaning out of you know the basic meanings that's the thing what i you know i've done a ton of translation from the greek in in my in my education 
Um, but, you know, they did a pretty good job from what we have. Um, it's just not real readable with the V's and the vowels. Um, but, uh, you know, if you look at the manuscripts, you know, and that's what you go back to, where did these manuscripts come from? What translation used what manuscripts and how they have influence? Um, they always said that, you know, that was a superior manuscript that they used the King James, but that's not true. Uh, mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, I think it's I think it's usable, not real readable in today's mm -hmm. language, but you're still going to get truth and wisdom out of it. So, mm -hmm. yeah, I was never big on the I used all the translations. I looked at all of them, you know, mm -hmm. and I was big on quoting, you know, this translation, that print, you know, I'd use several translations. And so. Uh, right, right, exactly. Because you can see some basic words. Uh, the King James, the thing, one of the things I know about it is that it took the word estate and turn it, turned it into person. Oh. And, and so that's the birth of, of the, of the personage, the persona, the, the pride that, uh, that fiction who, you know, many people never get deeper than that fiction in their own inner experience and expression. And so, you know, the, the God hates persons. Well, actually God hates the estate and the, and the worship and the idolatry of, of, you know, uh, worldly possessions and, uh, you know, worshiping the flesh and, uh, you know, but, but it's not baby in the bathwater. God didn't create this to tempt me or test me. In fact, it's, isn't it Satan that is the tempter and the tester? Uh, yes, yes, you know, oh, it, yeah. it, yes, absolutely. Mm -hmm. um, so much here. I think we could talk for all day, yeah. <laughs> but go ahead what you were going to say. Uh, that's okay. Uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll uh, leave it there. Okay. One more question. Also, uh, Evan wanted to get your opinion on revelation and the possibility of a pre-tribulation rapture. Do you have any yeah. take on that? Yeah, you know, they have the pre-trib, mid-trib, post-trib. <laughs> In other words, it's going to happen pre, or it's going to happen mid, or it's going to happen post afterwards. You know, I, I really I really didn't get into um, teaching those things like very literal, because it's a book of pictures. And much of it is you know, people don't realize this, but if you if you read closely in the very first chapter, it says these things must uh, happen soon. These things are going to happen soon. And then at the end of the book, it says don't add or take away from this because these will happen soon. And so there's a very, it's one approach to say that these things, you know, uh, probably were very uh, applicable to the people that it was originally written to. Now, of course, there's a ton of things, and, and we we call it prophetic. Um, but I, you know, I just didn't get too much into that because here's the thing about the nature of the Bible: it's so interpretive, and and really, the Book of Revelation is a book of pictures. If you could understand the Book of Revelation a whole lot better if you just view it like a movie like you're, you're matter of fact i had the greatest um understanding of the book of revelation when i listened to it on audio and i just listened it all the way through 
it, it made more sense to me. But we we've dissected it and we've atomized it because we think if we break it down to its smallest part, we'll have greater knowledge of it. And, you know, this is I did all of that before and it didn't bring me any greater revelation. You know, there is truth in the book of Revelation. I don't see it as a description of the end of the world. You know, most of the passages in the Bible talk about um, the end or the end of the world are really talking about the Jewish economy as you know, our nation as a soul theocracy under God. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with you there. Exactly. You know, exactly. So that, that's, that's primarily, you know, I don't know about the end of this world. I just think that's a lot of fear. Um, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I, I don't, I don't put my, um, my emphasis. I'm not looking for, you know, the signs of the end of the world and all. I, I don't live that way. I, I don't mm -hmm. live in that kind of fear or anticipation of an end. Um, mm -hmm. And I, actually on the question specifically about the rapture, I'm, I really don't think there is a rapture. So probably not much help on that question. Sorry, Evan. Um, but uh, that's kind of where I am. You know, and you were saying about the body and stuff, you know, we have to understand the difference between body and flesh. Just like we have to know the difference between the earth and the world. See, Go and that's it. why I don't think that this is, I don't think the world, I don't think the earth is, is evil. Earth's not evil. The Earth's not bad. That's it, God's it, creation. Yes. I mean, it's right? like our mother from the Native, you know, the Native Americans, you know, mother. And that's the other thing about Christianity. It doesn't deal with the divine feminine. I believe in the divine feminine. It doesn't deal with it. It's all patristic, you know, pretty much. You know, you have the Virgin Mary or you have Mary Magdalene, but in the Gnostic view but doesn't deal very directly with the divine feminine, which I think is very important. And so the flesh and the body are two different things. The world and the earth are two different things. The body's not evil. The body is not evil. It's amazing, you know, and, and the difference is flesh. Flesh is something else. And, and so and a concept when you're, when you're reading the Bible, but uh, you know, it gets down to this, you know, I wanted to talk a little bit about it. I'm not sure how you're doing on time. We're almost at an hour. Um, yeah, it's up to you. I put aside two hours. So if you have time to keep going, then we can. Okay, sure. Do have a little time. So I wanted to talk a little bit about the nature of belief. And, you know, I know you've talked somewhat about that, Beth. Um, but, you know, the first thing you have to know about belief is that it, it's changeable. It's malleable. So belief changes. Um, the other thing is that um, belief doesn't always represent the truth. You could believe something, but it doesn't mean it's true. Now, here's a hypnosis thing. It's true for you but it's not necessarily true for everyone. And so belief doesn't equate to truth. You know, a, a prime example is like someone who's bulimic. What do they believe? They believe they're fat, but is that true? 
It's not true. And there's, you know, several other examples you could use um, in that way. Uh, they're true for you, but not everyone else. Um, beliefs are created. See, and here's real important because beliefs, they rule our lives uh, at, a, at a, a subconscious level. Beliefs are created out of either experience or uh, a recognition of an authority source. Okay, that's how they're created. Um, but they're very interpretive because you have an experience and another person right next to you could have the same experience, but you're going to interpret it differently. And, and so there again, so here's the thing about the Bible. It's a book of believing. At every turn, you must believe, you must believe. And frankly, I I totally question that these days because I'm I'm with you. I've seen beliefs are, are uh, you know, you can change them several times a day and over a lifetime, beliefs, and you can let a belief go. So to me, it's proof that it's not substantial, right? And, and, it, and it's almost identical to programming at the, at the composite level. <clears throat> so I, I'm not down with belief. I, I, it's right. Oh, yes, yeah, pretty... I mean, well, they still we still have them because you know, they, and they're still going to rule our life. But here's the thing: we can find out what they are, where they come from, and why we interpret them the way we can, our way we do, and then we can change them. And that's where the programming, that's where the hypnosis, the part of that part that um, I have expertise in, that I use to help people. Once you clear the ground, that's the, the third step of, I have five modules in my program. First one is a, is a declaration for change and also finding your source of power and uh, power and purpose. Mm -hmm. And the second one is meet the enemy, pride, fear, and doubt. The next one is clearing the ground. That is doing the, the, the emotional releasing and doing the shadow work and giving voice to the uh, su uh, subconscious. And then the fourth thing is then once you do that work, then to install the new beliefs. Because if you don't, something else will take its place. There's a scripture that says that when you clear the house of one demon, if you don't fill it with something, that seven other demons will fill it that are worse than the first. And so you fill it with new, beneficial, powerful beliefs. And then finally, Nothing happens without action. And so it is uh, the, where the rubber meets the road and talking about goals, the difference between goals and intentions, the difference between achievement and activity and doing um, things that move the needle, taking uncomfortable action that will move you in the direction you want to go. Living by the ultimate scorecard, you're either winning or losing, you're either moving towards what you want or away from it. And so you begin finding uh, action steps and taking your next action, your next most advantageous action. And that's why taking the next step is so important. And that's why I'm calling myself the next step coach. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Wow, brilliant, brilliant yeah. system. This is always my highest goal that, uh, you know, with Journey Code, as you know, it was inspired by the pandemic. It's like, okay, mm -hmm. I might've done this 10 years from now, but it seemed like, no, this is this is the thing right now 
And, um, you know, that rubber meets the road. It's, it is the basis of it because you can do all kinds of theorizing and you can talk about the Bible and you can argue about the Bible and you can even just be inspired and uplifted by the Bible. But, but, um, and I believe it probably was in there that the heard scripture, you know, that the true, truly God coming through us. And frankly, we all know what that feels like at times when, when you have the, the thoughts, like I heard God say, uh, you know, calling the pieces home yesterday. Mm. And I didn't, I didn't think of that. It, I heard that. Mm. And there's a difference, yeah. you know, and people can argue that maybe don't have that experience consciously or, or frequently, but but you know the difference when you're just moving furniture around and you're thinking through things and you're weighing this and weighing that, it's you're in a rat trap. You're you're you know you know you can speak this language. You know you're you're wanting to control the the situation, and but if you but if you let go of of that need to control the the vacuum of control the the lie that you don't have that. Yes. then revelation can truly come through. Yes, yes. And, and that's the thing I, I wanted, to, you know, with talking about the nature of belief, you know, then, then also faith. Is faith and belief the same thing? Um, they're very similar, of course. Uh, same root word if you do the etymology stuff. But really, I'm just... Mm -hmm. You know, I'm a, I'm a pragmatist. I, you know what works. <laughs> you know what what really works. That's that's what I that's what I'm interested in. You right. Know, and what so, is and what is faith without works? Nothing. Yes, exactly. Of course, you'll have others that say it's faith alone, and actually, that's a verse in the Bible as well. So you have these contradicting things again. However, you know they call the faith uh, Hebrews 11 the faith chapter. In verse number, verse one says, now faith is the assurance of things hoped for and the conviction of things not seen. So it's, it says, it starts out faith is, so it's defining faith for us. We have a, a, a scripture that's defining faith and, and it's the first, it's two parts. Faith is the assurance of things hoped for. Another way to translate that word assurance is um let me look real quick if you don't mind not at all um, we'll probably have to do this again there's so much <laughs> i want to talk to you about uh, so good and i'm gonna there was uh another question i'll just put it up but it, uh we'll come back to it after sure there's a bunch okay. actually the assurance that assurance could otherwise be translated substance mm -hmm. So faith is the substance of things hoped for. That's the first part of faith. The second part is the conviction or evidence is another way you could translate the word conviction, evidence of things not seen. Okay. Then it goes through this whole chapter talking about Noah had faith, Abraham had faith, Enoch had faith, and just gives all these, these examples. And which are very telling towards the, the definition that is described here. So substance, things hope for. Okay, hope is a positive expectation of the future. So it's forward looking. This what gives that substance? What is the substance of you having a positive expectation of the future? 
Well, my belief is um, hearing from God. Word of God, the word, the word of God is the first half of faith. Now, don't confuse that with Bible because you know where I stand. I'm not saying that the Bible is fully the, the authority of God that, that has been given to it. I think that there is inspiration, truth, and wisdom there, but I don't believe the wholesale approach of just that's the only source of God's word. You see, our controllers know how this, I mean, people, other people know how this works. Mm -hmm. And our controllers. They, no, you nailed yeah. it. They know. They study they know, this stuff. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and here's here's the thing. Is is the spiritual realm more real or is the physical realm more real? What's more real? Well, you know, when you're in the spiritual groups, oh, the spiritual, it's more real than the physical. But we don't live that way. We have this innate desire for the unseen to to pierce the veil and have an effect on the scene now where does that come from i think probably because it's in us <laughs> but see those who seek to manipulate understand this so what did they do when they when they constructed the bible they just put god's word and anchored it in the physical realm now they have an anchor for God's word. But see, God's word is more than just page writ words written on a page. Go ahead, Beth. What I was just aware of when you're talking is, is, the, is the fracturing out also of uh, separating the, the flesh and the spirit. And isn't that, isn't that exactly what a controller wants? Because when you evacuate the, your own uh, whole being, Right. Yeah. God made wholeness. God didn't make all the, that's what, that's what I was thinking, or that's what I was hearing last night. I was like calling the pieces home. God didn't make it all in pieces. That's, that's man-made, right? Yeah. That's the splitting. That's the trauma. That's how yeah. you control somebody. And, and you, and you, and you put the, the war between the spirit and the flesh, the, 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 the flesh being the, the evil thing that is weak and, and the, the spirit being this strong thing. Well, that's how I got sick with a stage four lymphoma, completely mm. evacuating my flesh. Yes. Wow. Huh. <laughs> that's crazy. Wow. That's yes. And so you're right, right, right on it. And, you know, and I separate things only for clarification. But, you know, here's the tagline of TopT.com, by the way, which, which stands for the technology of personal transformation is is where discovery meets wholeness. Mm. That's my tagline. I love it. <laughs> so, so good. And of course, you know, I got that from you, marrying the opposites. That's that's really and and that's where I found wholeness, Beth. When I stopped fighting, stopped fighting the darkness, you know, instead of dealing with the darkness, that I found wholeness. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. See, so mm -hmm. anyway, back to faith. We're mm -hmm. hoping for something. The word of God is the substance of things hoped for. Now, what's the conviction or the evidence of things not seen? Well, it's your congruent action. That's the evidence. 
the evidence is that you are congruently acting with the thing you're hope for, you're hoping for that has been instilled uh, uh, in you from God. And and so then it goes through. and, And so Noah being warned of God built an ark. So what do we have? We have word of God, Noah being warned and Noah's action built the ark. Let me ask you, if Noah would have said, oh, God, yeah, it's going to rain. Yeah, right. I got you. I believe you. I believe you. But he never built the ark. If he, yeah, yeah he'd, be, he'd be underwater. I was just hearing that last night. He was told like the, the day before or something like that, or, you know, the day being the thousand years i don't know what how to deal with that but <laughs> uh so yeah the, the, and 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 we all have to do that we all have to take the leap that that uh, there 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 was a lot of times for example in creating my work where i had absolutely zero um evidence that for example anything would be successful that uh i i, I saw and felt my people long before they showed up so, mm-hmm. so that was but i don't even really call that belief that that to me would be a very weak position believing in that there's a hunger in in that a wanting a hopium for the future for some other future that's not there right and and this was this actually had substance i could have conversations with my peoples and i could uh, you know it it, at at a level that i hadn't i had they haven't haven't manifested and and uh and shown up yet but it was still very real for me and it and it kept me on a forward path of developing so i don't know if this is what you're talking about yeah well absolutely and but you took action you you took action that was congruent with that belief which is not um belief in the weak sense that we were talking about before but inspired by god from within Mm -hmm. that's the difference because what I was going to say, even the Bible itself, itself says that uh, the word of God is not written with ink. Not yep. written with ink. And, and so that's not the word of God. It says that Jesus was the word of God. That's another place where, you know, talk about the logos, the logos of, of God, the expression of God. You know, and Jesus was that expression. That's what a word is. What's a word? It's an expression of a thought. Um, and, and, and Jesus was the expression of that. There's also the passages. Most of it says it's like a seed. The word of God is like a seed. And it's planted within your heart. And it takes root and develops and produces fruit. And so that's that's really when you get down to it. So it's it's hearing from god and then taking congruent action with that word and like i said i'm persuaded at this point that that's not limited to the bible and really the ultimate source i believe is is god within and and that's the great mystery revealed is that every major religion the bible says it uh, over and over and over again that it's God is within you, you know, and so here the kingdom of heaven is within. I mean, it's right there. So who separated that religion? Mm -hmm. So you have two choices. Okay. Do you, do you believe that you were created in the image of God 
and that you had the 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 divine spark within you when you were born physically born or do you believe that you were you know a, a broken human being that needed to go through some religious ceremonies to receive god into you mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i mean no brainer right <laughs> it's a no brainer yes yeah. So, so that's the whole thing, you know. When you when you just look at it from from that point, it, it, it's just real easy to see, you know. Mm -hmm. We I, and the Bible, of course, says both. <laughs> yeah. Right. You know, so, so you know, and you 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 either believe that we're a fallen angel or we're or we're a rising ape, you know. Which, which one are you going to choose? Um, and so, this idea that we're uh, the broken, fallen, I just, I just couldn't bear it any longer. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I, yeah. I had, I'd hated myself long enough, you know, and mm -hmm. I hated my life long enough that that message wasn't redeeming my soul. And, right. And so I, you know, that's where I got to. And again, I, this is my journey. Maybe, maybe the Christian narrative helps you in some way. Maybe it helps you deal with death and the idea of, of, people dying that you love or, you know, life after death, and it gives you an explanation. And if that brings you comfort in some way, I'm not going to take that from you. That's not my intention at all, you know. But if you want to look honestly at these things with eyes wide open, I always tell people, in order to, to hear this, you may have to take your God glasses off and set them to the side <laughs> because we always want it. There's always an answer. That's the thing. I could refute anything. You go one way, I can go the other. And that's what I found about the Bible. My intense study of it, I could make it say anything I wanted to. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, and so that was the other thing is that it's just highly interpretive. It's a book of believing. Um, it's really difficult to unify around. And, and see, the whole thing that I think overall is that you have politics and religion, and those are the two things that those in charge are ought not to be in charge, however you say that. Uh, I hear you say that, Beth. <laughs> <laughs> is is uh, they know these things, mm -hmm. and, and they use these things uh, to keep us in this this submissive place. Um, but mm -hmm. but we we have to wake up to it so that we can see when it's being used against us. Mm -hmm. and, yeah, it's kind of problem reaction solution in a way because uh, you know we, we're not we're not broken. I had a baby. I looked at that baby. Nothing broken about that baby. <laughs> Perfect, beautiful, shining, full of life, incredibly yeah. full of life. Mm -hmm. um, someone even said he was born with some kind of mark on his forehead, and it's like, oh, that's the devil's mark. And I'm like, oh, wow. how dare you? How yes. dare you, right? Like, it's it, exactly. amazing that you would even imply any anything that's so so dark ages like that. And then to me, that is that is the big lie of it. And and it came along with con commerce that sin is debt, it is lack, and and this isn't found in nature. I don't find this in God. I don't find mm -hmm. lack. It's all add. Yes. Even even death itself is yes. is a returning of of what's god to to god and it's going to come back as another expression through god there's no end we are promised eternal life mm -hmm. yes Not, uh, yeah so go ahead <laughs> no I, was, I i disagree i agree I, 
agree with you on on that yes absolutely mm-hmm. so you know that's where i came to and so you know how do you what's the answer what's the solution what do we you know what do how do we navigate and that's what's where where my work comes in beth i just want to help people individuals um be the best that they can be where where they are you know uh are there other realms probably you know but we're in this realm see we're in this realm and so we have to navigate this realm to the best of our ability and I feel if we are all operating at the highest version of ourselves, this would be such a, a, a better place. Um, but, I, you know, I, I don't know that you can change these big picture things. I, I don't know how, to tell you the truth. How do you change religion? I thought I could make an impact on the church. And I just realized that you, you can't do it within the system. I tried within the system. And. You know, I had people, yeah, Scott, yeah, we're on board. But when the rubber meets the road, when we're ready to say, okay, let's take down the sign out front and do something new. Oh, couldn't do that, mm-hmm. you know. And so I just realized I had to leave. You know, I had to leave the system. You know, I had to come out of the whole Babylon. You know, and then you you think about it from a political standpoint. How do we leave the political standpoint, uh, a political, you know, matrix we're in? How do we leave the money system? How do, you know, any any man-made system? How do you leave the education system without consequences of, of, you know, hard choices? It's my, what my children are facing right now, hard choices. Mm. Okay, am I going to pull my kid out of of, uh, public school? Okay, then what's the alternatives? Mm-hmm. You know, now you've got hard choices. Uh, that's what they do. They make it hard for you to leave the system. And so I, I don't know what the big picture answers are. You know, I'm I'm so proud and amazed of of you know, like you, Beth, getting on the front lines and like really pushing for real change. I mean, that's amazing. I you know. I don't have that kind of vision. <laughs> you know, I don't know how to change it from that standpoint. You know, and, and so I I feel like just wake more people up, give more people the tools to be healthy, uh, both in their bodies and in in their soul. Uh, that's that's really where I'm at. You know, just just helping people to be as effective and it you know um, live from their highest self the highest version of yourself right here, right now. And if there's another realm that we, we go into, then which I, I believe there is, <laughs> so, but I'm just putting it out there, then, then this is preparation for it. And wouldn't it be good to live the, the highest version of ourselves, you know, here and now with, as preparation for what's in the future? That's just kind of how I view it right now. Um, I don't believe in in a literal hell. I think hell is within us when we're in torment. I mean, that's what they say. That's how it's described, torment. Um, And if you've ever been in emotional pain, it's it's torment. We all know. Mm -hmm. Um, But to actually have tools to be able to deal with it and to move past it and, and see new horizons. Pain pushes until a vision pulls us. Mm, I love that. 
I also heard the other night that uh, pain is the soul calling you home. Oh, wow. Good. Good one. Wow. So what do you think about that, Beth, the big picture? Changing the systems. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm with you. That's one thing that I, I feel very clear about uh, with the Bible, that it's saying leave Babylon. And mm -hmm. I've known that my whole life, that Babylon was a big fat nothing. I know it now more than ever. We've been We've been practically kicked out of Babylon. There's new restrictions here in Manitoba, and not surprising. So this is interesting too. They have uh, they have basically made it so you can't go to church without the double jab. Oh wow! Right. This is where this is what happened to Canada, and this is this is partly what draws me to to Christianity. If you can just use that blanket word, knowing it's so wrought with you know so many different versions and that kind of thing. But uh, the persecution of Christians is 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 a thing, right? Like my. You, I think you know it. My my ancestors were totally persecuted, murdered, um, you know, put jailed. It, it was a big deal. They they had to go in into underground hiding with with their faith to be to preach the gospel was was illegal against the state, and and they knew it. I I think personally because, you know, if you if you stand under God and no man, then you're a danger to the system. Mm. If you, and yeah. and. I don't even really believe this, but if you don't fear the state and you fear God, now I'm not afraid of God. I'm not afraid of God. I, but when I connect with God, it's all love. I feel no threat whatsoever. Um, you know, does does the action of, of God intervening in my life, does it bring up fear because it's going to push me to a new level of understanding or especially action? Yes, 100%. Uh, you know, but that's, and I think a, a really big part of the message also is that, and this is, this is going to be dicey. So I'll definitely probably get called a Satanist for this one, but <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it, it, I keep getting the lesson from God that this is not a search, say, especially in the law arena, it's, it's not a search for the guru. It's not a search mm. for the, for the one to, to tell me the right way. And and I often quote this like you know in 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 the Old Testament, God could employ Noah and Noah could like bring everybody on the ark and take take you all to uh, safety for the time of destruction, whereas as now it's everybody needs to go through the eye of the needle themselves. Mm. Yes. And to turn over, and somebody said, um, you know, and this is very beautiful. I was really meditating on it last night about, uh, the, the, it's often quoted, Jesus is the only way to God. And uh, and yet you're not supposed to pray to Jesus. That's blasphemy. So there's something weird there. And, you're not, and Jesus himself is, is quoted saying, don't worship me. And so then that's that's bizarre. Some, somebody came forward with something beautiful. I don't know if it's true, but but that it's not. Jesus saying, I am the way. Jesus is saying, I am is the way. Oh, nice. Like, very and, different. Yeah, that, that's a good way to think about it for sure. The I am, you know, which is, you know, and that's, that's really where I'm at is that God is in us. You know, we're that place. You know, we're looking for that portal to cross over you know, peek behind the veil. Where is that? It's us. Now, is that some portal out there somewhere? It's it's us. You know, we're the portal. 
<laughs> you're the only porter. You're, you're the only door. It's all you. It's really what you have, unless you want to go into a a, a very childlike and and in, in denial, childlike. Not not the magic of the child, but but that place of of uh, blind faith and blind belief. And this, uh, you know, I've been struggling this with this, he hearing all of this around me, and it's only only through Jesus that you come to the Father. And uh, I pray to God direct and. Um, I love Jesus. I, you know, Jesus as a, I don't, I don't even know. Um, when I call on Jesus, when I'm dealing with demons, and this, this might be, you know, a little bit of a difference. I, I um, have dealt with a, a fair amount of demons. If I, by technique, if I treat them like it's me, if I treat them like it's me as a technique not as a belief, not as a fact, not as an anything, then I can deal with demons pretty much instantaneously uh, through through releasing, through not being afraid, through letting go of resistance, through just being porous, letting it move through me. Like less than a minute, I can deal with a, a frightening attack. And um, and then also very similar, like Jesus, could you handle this for me? I, Jesus is a demon slayer. And it's like, done. Yeah, right. wow. Every single time, never, never had that uh, that prayer unanswered. Yes. So there's something there. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I've had, I could give you so many stories, Beth. Of, I mean, I was deep into deliverance. I mean, they called me when when people were losing it. <laughs> I mean, you know, there. I'll give you one. I'll give you a couple examples. One. Uh, the pastor was working with this lady and she just locked down and was just uh, in battle, uh, battling baby talk and just sat there for like over an hour. Just and he didn't know what to do. You know, who's he called? He called Scott. You know, I come down there and there are things that I saw that not with my eyes. See, that's the thing I'm very clear about. I, I, I was always authentic. I, I wanted it to be real. I wasn't going to put on a show or say something was something that I, that it wasn't, you know, I've never had a demon manifest me before me. I've seen a lot of stuff and I saw things like in my mind's eye. So I would say in the spirit, in the spirit, I saw things, you know, but you know, you know, there's people, Oh, a demon manifested. Well, I don't know. Maybe I was deep in it and I never, I never did see anything, but I saw some really strange behavior. Uh, another a girl's rolling on the floor, kicking her feet, just kept rolling, rolling. I didn't know what to do. Um, they called me over there and, you know, I'm a little sheepishly. I said, are you having a cramp? <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I didn't know what to do, you know, and so I did. I began, began speaking and, you know, and then. Um, people ask me what it was like to be in the spirit. You know, it's kind of this dream state. You, you know, I would just get into this place where um, it was like I had this inner scene and, and I was able to just kind of pierce through it and be able to speak some kind of truth to them. And uh, it would it would snap them out of it. You know, I had this lady freaking out, freaking out. I was like, what's being said to you right now? And she's like, my heart's going to burst and I'm going to die. You know, and I said, that's not true. You're still right here with me. You know, just got her back in that place, you know, uh, and 
supposedly I cast the demon out. <laughs> but, you know, it, that's what I saw. I saw, they talk about black magic. A lot of Christianity is just white magic. You know, I knew enough about, uh, I knew enough about hypnosis, you know, that I could see what the person was doing. They were like, okay, I just want you to right now to visualize that Jesus is here and he's, you know, he's stroking your head or, you know, he's laying his hands on you and your his power is going into you. What is that? That's just the use of the mind. That's just hypnosis, <laughs> you know, but you're just using Jesus, you know, as the, as the go-between. So, you know, I, I have a, a vantage point that is just unique. Um, I feel because I was deep into this, but I also had the perspective of of the other the other things, you know. And so I, I wasn't going to fake it. I wasn't going to make something that it wasn't. You know, I had so much revelation, uh, downloads of revelation from God, you know. And, and, you know, we say, God, who are we talking about? You know, that's that's the misnomer of that. You know, is it the Old Testament God? Am I talking about Jehovah when I say God? No. Am I talking about Jesus? No. No. God, that which is beyond, that which sustains and maintains life, infinite intelligence, ever emanating. He doesn't need, he, it, God, doesn't need anything from me. I don't have to worship him. I, I don't have to bow down and grovel at his feet as a lowly, worthless sinner. You know, mm-hmm. no, this is not, this none is, of that's required of me. Yeah, a quick, quick interruption there, but that was a major revelation for me this year, very recent. And, and that habitual saying, well, God wants you to. And I'm like, that's, I don't find that in God at all. That's the vacuum, <clears throat> that's the debt, that's the fiction. Yeah. God wills you, <laughs> right? Like it's, it's different. It's not coming from a need or a lack or anything like that. It's, it's, it's sheer will. And this is what we have been given also, right? When yeah. it we created in the image of God, or you know, I don't know if that's a literal thing either, but. Uh, well, you know, in the image of God, what does that mean? I mean, you know, that says God isn't flesh. So what is that image, you know, and, and it's the divine within here's, I use, I use these affirmations. Um, you may call them mantras or something. I help people to get centered. Uh, you know, something that I say that helps me stay centered is, is, um, God is in me and I am in God. God and I are one. God is in me. I am in God. God and I are one. And it just gets me back in this place of centeredness. Mm-hmm. And I use mm-hmm. these little hacks. I use these a lot of times. I, I'll put this in my program. People who are familiar with me will notice them. But, you know, some people. Scott is do- talking about a coaching program, by the way, just because we end up using the, the word program to oh, say okay, other yeah, things. Yeah. But just in case nobody's uh, realized yet, yeah, yeah. Scott is a coach and he works with people. Uh, one-on-one, I'm not sure if you've got any groups going on, but this is, he's been talking about his system for working with clients. Yes. And so the first thing, you know, the, the number one, um, the first module is, you know, a declaration for change. Um, but you have to find your power. You have to find your centeredness. And so a lot of times I'll start with people just with this thing and I have them say it out loud. I just say, just say with me right now, 
I am not my thoughts. I am greater than my thoughts. Maybe you can do it with me, Beth. <laughs> uh, you want me to repeat after I am, you? <laughs> I, am not my, I am not my thoughts. I am greater than my thoughts. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. That's that's the reality of it. That uh, whatever side of the is, I am not my body. I have a body. Mm -hmm. And then when you can put those two together, and I and I can say, if you are not your thoughts and you are not your body, what are you? And usually you can find that place that I am spirit and I have a mind and it is a tool that I can use and employ. I have a body and it serves me and, and it carries me and obeys my commands, you know, just however you want to go from there. But it's that place of getting centered with who you are. And when, and when you find that place, then you can connect with God from that place. And it also is a very powerful place for you to make any kind of transformation or change that you want to make in your life. You know, I used to wonder, Beth, could you, you know, can we really change? Is it possible to change? And what I discovered is, is that there's a part of you that you cannot change, that is unchangeable. And that is your true essence, it is the true you, it is the divine spark within. Mm -hmm. And you, it, and for you to make any kind of change in life, you have to be operating from that place or you'll have very scant and scattered and limited results with any kind of transformation you're seeking to, to, to make. And usually, once you find that place, there's really only three other areas that you, ch you, you change in your life. And that is health, wealth, and self. And I just went through a, a, a health change myself, lost 55 pounds working out. Uh, just went, uh, again, awesome. using my own body as, as the laboratory for transformation. And I wanted to see at age 59 and a half, if I could still get in shape and build muscle and you know lose weight and uh you know so it works <laughs> and, and so Congratulations. Uh, that's 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 health wealth of course is career money uh self really pertains to relationships uh relationship to god relationship to others and relationship to yourself there you go so, yeah and so those those are the areas you can change and that's what I help people change. You know, you want a health situation? It's still the same process. You got a career, same, same process, you know, money, whatever. It's, it's the same process, but it's just a different category of life. But transformation is the same. And I put it into those five modules. So that's, that's what, what I've put together to help people make those kind of changes in their life. And, um, it's using my own soul and my own body as the testing place uh, for, for that, the proving ground for those things. 
Mm, so beautiful. And so I have one more question for you, but can you let people know how, if they want to take you up on this, if they'd like to talk to you uh, about your work and the, the possibilities of, of doing some work with you? How does that, um, sure. how do you, do if you, you go to my website, um, you know, it's, it's not well developed. I'm just, you know, I'm just now making online moves. I've done, you know, personal coaching for a long time, but, uh, you know, in ministry and that sort of thing. But it's if you just go to uh, the top t.com and uh, there's a place where it says um, make an appointment and you can either book an appointment with me or we can do a free call. I think I have there's a, a place where you can just have a free call and we can just chat and see if it would be a good fit and to go forward to do more work. We could have a life changing conversation and see if it's something you want to continue with <laughs> there you go that's <laughs> awesome so good getting lots of uh good appreciation here knowing what you are not is it can sometimes even more powerful question could mm -hmm. you, i often say is that you what you just mm -hmm. came up against could you, oh no it's not me ah could you let go of what's not you why are you yes. holding on to that so, yeah it's really good oh, those are amazing questions this you're such a master at releasing i just you just you just flow so well um it's just amazing I, I just love watching you work i mean part of the part of the joy and the primer power i mean i watched you do one-on-one -on -one releasing with 30 people in a row what this boom 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 one after another i was like she is a master releaser I just, <laughs> <laughs> well i do it i do it so that i am uh, not a hypocrite honestly because as soon as i have to get out there and talk about it or teach about it or guide other people in it, it's like well i better be doing my work in the in the back end otherwise i hold no credibility to my own self and uh, it's incredibly humbling the whole thing you know it, it, it as soon as i think that i'm i'm so finished or done or great or something and then i'll have an experience like last night and it, it 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 just knocks me down and i get to go and work with some levels and layers of stuff that i didn't see before so jonathan loves me that's very nice jonathan thank you i appreciate that so many so many beautiful comments i know i've missed a lot engaging chat evan said uh, I think therefore, oh, miss that. I think therefore I am greater than my thoughts. Beautiful. I like that. That's a good. That's a good one. There's uh, more than one God, only one Christ. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. The, boy, we're in dicey. And this, my last question yeah. is a dicey one too. It's uh, it, it's so it's so interesting how it feels like walking the razor's edge, and it, it is partly because there's at least one person in my life that is is really trying to nail down what what i suspect is you know it's the unnailable <laughs> not to use a really bad analogy for for christianity but it's <laughs> it's it's wrought with mystery and i don't think that that's i think there's some that's outright confusion it's been created that way to get us into the shadow of the child archetype so we don't know up from down and and we're always kind of like like the little children now there's a there's a beauty and a power in being a child of god i really fully experience and love that but it's different when you're like i don't know what to anything and uh, who's going to tell me and do i have a book here with the answer and that uh, that you're going to get to the bottom of every is um every mystery and you're going to solve out what seem to be the contradictions and the paradoxes and the opposites and all of that kind of thing 
And I don't believe that it's for that. I don't believe it. The, the purpose is it's like, it's actually to drink of the mystery, to take, mm. to take that in as, as a kind of food. It's very humbling. I can't know. I have to let go of this, this uh, deep, incessant, unconscious drive to, to figure out, which I believe is, is eating from the tree of knowledge of good and evil that God said, no, don't do that. And that's when we're in the rat trap. Anyway, that's my latest ideas about that. So um, I'm curious if I had to frame this as a, as a last question to you, that, you know, what, um, how, how, be, be, here's, here's the one thing, here's, here's the catch that I'm hearing in a lot of people, like almost 98%. And I think it's sideways and I think it's a satanic sideways for a reason. And, and so, you know, for example, the new age narrative is, is like, you know, your God, don't go looking out there for God, your God. And you said it mm -hmm. like God is within. And, um, I have that experience too, but where it goes sideways is that you end up wanting to be very much in the law field. You want to be the sovereign. You want to be that which, uh, rules over is really what sovereign means. We've been completely brainwashed, right? So, so to, and, and you know this about the tyrannical king that without God, that king will get drunk on power and, and, uh, and be absolutely lost in, in the, in the hunger and pursuit of that. Right. So, so saying that God is within some people, like the, the people that call me a Satanist right now will probably come and say like, Oh my God, you nodded your head when Scott said God's within. And it's like, well, that's where I find God. That's where I talk to God. This is all yeah. I have. See, that's, <laughs> right? that's my answer to that is, okay, if God's out there somewhere, that's fine. But the thing is, my connection, my, my way to reach him is from within. When I close my eyes and I focus on that, that's how I connect with God. You know, wherever he is <laughs> or it is, God is, you know wherever that's my connection you see what what other connection do you have you know it'd be cool yeah i could call him on the phone or you know what you know how's that work I mean, you know or where does he live i'll go visit him no that's that's not it so where is the place that you connect with god it's always within it's always within mm -hmm. and, and so you know what people are afraid of is they're afraid that if you say that God is within, I'm one with God, is 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 that you you're saying you are God. Well, you know, I'm the offspring of God. The Bible is very clear about that. Mm -hmm. you know, uh, we Jesus is the firstborn among many brethren. We are we're little we're, we're brothers with Jesus. He's he's our brother. You know, that's what the scripture says. And we are to be not just like him. We are to be the fullness of him. That's what it says. You know, that's, these are some of the things where I go deep and I press people about. They just want to go to church and they want to, you know, have their buddies and have some community. And I was like, OK, that's fine. That's great. I love having friends. I love community. I love, you know, getting together with other people. but. I need to know something about this deeper relationship with God. And I'm not willing to go through the motions of church service when there is no benefit in that endeavor. 
Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, you said the word service that's in the title. <laughs> yeah, and I love it. I love that title. Yes, mm-hmm. I love it. Okay, that's so where I'm moving to. So, if you have time, let let's talk about that, and uh, and then we'll come back to it. So many comments. I'm I'm sorry, I'm missing. If you guys have burning questions that are completely missed for for Scott, and we don't have time for it, definitely go over to the 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 topt dot com. And uh, and uh, like he said, he, he will be happy to have a conversation to see whether the work that he's doing is something that you could make use of as well. And uh, so service, spiritual service, what does it mean to you, Scott? Spiritual service to me, yeah. It's, um, it, it's really, uh, for me, when I think about that, it's, it's, allowing the spirit that is in me to serve, to work. It is, it is allowing myself to be that vessel that the spirit works through. And um, that takes different shapes and forms. But in the moment, even as a Christian, people were like, Scott, how could you do all that deliverance? How could you heal people? How could you, you know, I'll I'll tell you a quick little story. I went outside on a Friday night with my daughter and I said, God, uh, I want you to give confirmation to my daughter. And we saw a, a ball of fire. I mean, not a shooting star, but a ball of fire go across the sky. Now I, I can't, I can't explain that, but neither could I reproduce it. <laughs> you know, yeah, good point. Not, you know, so, you know, when you say that God is within what people said, how did you do that, Scott? You know, or I'd come upon someone and I would pray over them and they would have a transformation in the moment. And they would say, how could you leave that? How could you say that you you're not a Christian after you did all of that? And it's because I always told people, even then, I said, it's not me. It's the spirit within me. And and that's how that hasn't changed. It, 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 I still am focused on the spirit. I left the Christian religion, mm-hmm. not, not, not the spiritual truths mm-hmm. that are contained within. So my service is, is very much the same. It's a little more concise and it's not in a, in a, in a church setting, but it, it's very similar. It's, it's, it's very similar. And it has to do with transformation. Mm-hmm. So beautiful. I love that. There's uh, there's so many times where I, I've never called myself a healer, but have people told me why my work is healing? A hundred percent. Absolutely. And, yeah. and the, the more evolved I got into it, the less I did because the the capacity is is there for for most people you know just just to to keep a focus because we're so used to not not really wanting to go into the thing that is the most painful in in that moment the thing that's trying to capture your attention so just a little bit of like you know keeping them on that narrow path so they can go through the door and that's where you know that's where i i 100% agree with you that we've been given all of this as a door to freedom once you once you start to get onto your own freedom not not like fully but but then then very soon almost instantaneously you are called to service yes 
right? That's that yeah. you taste freedom and, and you know that, that uh, you, if, if there's anyone that you could be a vehicle for them to discover that the nature of that inside themselves, then you must give of that. It, it, it is a calling. Yes. It's, and, and that's the hero's journey, what you were talking about at the beginning, that, that you can't just slay your own demons and, and think that you're done. No, yes, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And you've taught me that so well. And, you know, we have to go back. Like, I, I love your, your, your um, description. We go back with the elixir. We go Not back my description, with, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love that idea, though, but that's so true. And uh, I've... It's been a long hero's journey. I feel like I've taken it several times, actually, but uh, I know it's all all one big one. But uh, it, it is my passion, Beth. I, I, I'm I'm a fan of people, you know. I, you know, and that's that's why I'm very conscious about this. I know it's it's such a emotionally charged because it deals with death. You know, if if you if 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 I say that Christianity is a wrong narrative, then that just blows, you know. Your whole theory about life after death, where we came from, what we're supposed to be doing, it answers all of those difficult questions for you. And if you abandon it, then you've got to get come up with some new answers. You know, so I know that. And I'm not trying to take that away from people, but I'm, I do want to uh, help empower people. I just hate how it's been used against them to keep them weak, to keep them down, to keep them pacified and 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 complicit with these things i'm like no let's use the power that we have we have so much available to us and and we just sit here and we take it and 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 so this subject carries so much weight because it, it contains the, the 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 questions that we've been mankind has been asking for years and you know it offers answers it's just that those answers didn't um, didn't bring the relief that I was seeking. And so for right now, you know, how do I answer those big questions? You know, I, I'm okay not knowing. Right. I'm exactly. Okay that. right. And that's what I encourage other people. It's like, look, if you're going through a transition, just suspend it for right now. You don't have to, you know, you don't have to abandon it. Just suspend it long enough for you to look at something objectively, look at it from a different perspective. And it doesn't mean you have to accept it. You know, there were so many things along the way, Gnosticism, uh, Miguel Connor, I love him. I watch AM Byte, you know, every time it comes out. Uh, he gave me, his his podcast gave me uh, an alternative. Do I, am I a Gnostic? No, but there was things that helped me to say, you know what, there's other alternatives or other explanations for some of these things that, you know, will give me some peace in the moment. Uh, you know, several other things as well. And so... Mm -hmm. Big shout out to Miguel. I think that's how we met, actually. Yeah, right? actually yeah, 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 perfect. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. I invite. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Awesome. Yeah, so good. So great. Uh, well, I... Uh, definitely encourage people to if you're if you're struggling with these questions you have incredible credi credibility right you, you're not coming looking at it and going yeah not for me i'm going to go off on this path you you really uh gave it a run for its money and and tried to complete your journey in in that arena and and went deeper went further and innovated 
uh, in from a place of a very deep service. That's I, I can tell on you, Scott. It's not it's not a hunger. You're you're not you're not trying to get something you don't have. You you have an abundance, and and uh, so I just. Yeah, I I honor your work and all of the effort. It's so beautiful when when you don't back down from the devil, right? When you come face to face, and this was another thing I I got called out because I've had Satan at my table. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, well, let's then we're gonna we're gonna talk about this and what's going on here, and uh, you know that that's now become a point of accusation. But to me, that's actually no. I was I was brave enough to sit down and face the devil in my kitchen table, my dining room table. And, and, and I wasn't killed by it. Like, right. My worst fears uh, were there and the, all of the threats were there. And I went through it to the other side and I proved Satan powerless. Yes. Wow. Amazing. Amazing. Right. Yes. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm, you know, I, you know, I was telling you a little bit about the, the, uh, the entities and so forth. And I, um, you know, Archetypes help me so much because now I can recognize the archetype that's that's at work. And that gave me a lot more clarity than trying to name all the demons that were coming against me. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, we just need points of entry. So the reality, you know, is it actual entities and demon, demon, uh, demons that have a life of their own? I'm kind of in a place right now, who knows where it's going to evolve, where it's kind of and. So yes to that. And most of what we consider to be evil within ourselves that we react to as evil is is the part of us in the unconscious that's calling for consciousness. It's like you know, don't don't banish me to this your hell. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm also well aware of of external demonic attacks, and based on what we're up to right now in the back end, you should mm-hmm. see what kind of demonic attacks the last couple of days. Yeah. Uh, all kinds of crazy things happening from beyond, and and it's all I know. I'm I'm pretty clear now. It's 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 uh, an invitation to throw my hands up, go into overwhelm, quit, mm-hmm. say, oh, this isn't worth it. I'm not meant to do this. And, but I know now, oh, you're throwing challenges at me. I'm going to consume the energy of that, whatever it is. And I'm going to, I'm going to fuel it. And actually I'm going to keep going because this is what God's telling me to do. Yes. Yes. Awesome. Yeah. I have more questions for you, but I know we're out of time. And so I'll have to save it for another time, Beth. Well, let's do a part two because it's very satisfying to speak with you, Scott. It's it's not adversarial. I don't feel like you're you're putting me on the spot. I feel very free and and open. I I really honor your knowledge base, your experience, what you've been willing to go through, and uh, that's that's your credentials that that you you walk your talk. So if if somebody comes and and they are suffering, I know that you can help them. Thank you, Beth. Thank you so much. Totally my pleasure. And thank you to everybody who came. We've uh, had a, a, a nice little crowd over on Rockfin and uh, hello, former VIP Biden <laughs> to uh, a, a few folks over there. I think I missed somebody also. Uh, any words? Hello, hello, fun, fun names. And everybody in the chat as well. You got Truth Bites and Glenn Jay and Buddy Vega and Evan, you've been saying lots of uh, great things. Scott, you have a great message of comforting life experience with respect for yourself and others. This has been awesome. Yeah, so good. Mm-hmm. Pirate Pete is here. I'm sending some love from Jill. 
and many others as well. Coleman and Jonathan, Chelsea. Okay, I think I'm caught up now. That's awesome. All right, everybody. Well, have a beautiful rest of your day. Definitely go and check out Scott at his website, thetopt.com. And I uh, look forward to hearing any thoughts you have. Definitely share in the, in the comments below if you're watching this after the fact. And let's keep the conversation going. Thanks, Chris. I'm so glad to uh, have had you here and be tying together all the threads. We're in the, the third uh, round of Journey Code Coaching, and it's equally as satisfying. Thank you guys, I was going to say thank you, by the way, because you were the pioneer, you were in the pioneer group, the very first one, and you guys knew I was, I was just developing it and you're giving me feedback as I went along. And I feel like it has come actually a long way since then already. Thanks to you guys being able to, uh, yeah, watching people's lights go on and, and doing the work, doing the brave work, having breakthroughs, feeling different. Like you said, it's, it's, it's a transformation that is the proof of the of the works or the it's the proof of the faith or whatever. yeah can of worms <laughs> yeah yeah fantastic all right everybody i hope you have a, a great rest of your day and we shall see you really soon no doubt have a have a good weekend as well we're off to that we have a, a little hard job ahead of us and then and then uh i believe it's chilly in a hot tub or something like that coming my way tonight so oh. yeah get to celebrate yeah <laughs> all right thank you so much beth Thank you, Scott. Okay, bye for now.